Hey, everybody. Welcome in. Thanks for joining us. I'm James Adams. He's Skeeter Robinson. This is the Fantastics, my fantasy fix, DFS golf podcast. And Skeeter, we're getting ready for the John Deere Classic taking place at TPC Deer Run. Before we do that, we take a look back at the Travelers and uh, a tournament that, uh, well, I feel like I had, I don't know. I don't know what to make. I had some lineups cash, but I had zero six of six last week. Some players let me down. And, of course, Xander comes out with a big win after I was all over him a week before. I don't know what the heck's going on. What did you make of the Travelers this week? Well, first of all, six of six was like 2%. It was really low. Even five of six wasn't uh wasn't real high, so it was just a tough week for everybody. Um, I think at one four six at cash for a dollar fifty in a dollar tournament, that was it. So it was not a good week for me on DraftKings. Was looking good one and done until Cantlay Sunday, which I don't know what the heck happened to him. Um, bad dude, that par three shot he had. What was that? <laughs> I don't know. The comment, the commentary from Dottie Pepper was wonderful. What'd she say? I, I she was just that. like. Uh, I forget exactly what the comment was like. Um, and she's like, Oh, you don't even want to look at this one. It's not good. And then, uh, one of the guys was like, you know, I thought that ball might've been a divot the way it took off yeah. at first. And Dottie was like, yeah, me too. I heard that part. I didn't hear the first part. Oh. so yeah, that was heartbreaking. Cause I mean, when he was second, I was projected in the top 60, 70 and one and done. After his finish, I was I'm 123rd now, which hey, still cashing very nicely, but oh, was so close. Um, you're in that range now where it's going to be a, like a painful swing every week, or at least if, if not a painful one, at least an exciting one. Yes, yes, and like, that's I, cool. I would assume at this point that I'm guaranteed to cash, but you know, it's now it's like okay, let's let's try to get some uh, let's maybe try to get a comma involved. But um, I'm with you, comma club always a good place to be. Yes, yes, so. Yeah, Traveler's not too kind for me from a DraftKings perspective. From our favorite site, Thrive, on the other hand, um, six-way tie for... I tied with five others on Thursday for first, so that got me, I think, 212. Friday, uh, Webb Simpson had, like, a 10-foot par par on 18. I think he burned the edge. I ended up fifth for 50. Had he had that putt gone in, I would have won for 300. Um, mm. Saturday, I somehow min-cashed, tied min-cash, but lost a little bit on that one. And then Sunday was not very good. So so Thrive was good for me. It was the first time I kind of really played all four days on Thrive this year. And, yeah, we'll probably be going back there this week. Um, so that was good. But, yeah, other than that, it's nothing really to write home about. I had a great little lineup with Xander and Cantlay. Of course, Cantlay bombing on Sunday made it a little easier, but I had one miscut. My boy, Honor Bon Lahiri. Um, we'll see. We'll see what that means for this week. But uh, yeah, I had a couple lineups cash. Nothing spectacular. I am most assuredly eager, though, to turn the page. If you are ready for the John Deere Classic, well, um, I mean, you know, I'm always ready for John Deere. But there's one other thing we got to talk about in the world of golf from last week. Shoot it. My guy is back, Haltong. That's right. Winning over uh, on the DP World Tour. He won. Uh, was that a big tournament too? Was that the BMW? Uh, the I think it's a. Was it? I forget what it's called. I was gonna butcher it. So yeah, but I thought it was a, decent, a decent sized tournament. Yeah, decent field. I'm gonna see if I can pull up on DraftKings real quick the uh, Euro tournament because I'm sure somebody is. Um... 
don't know. They don't, they don't have Liv. Liv is up on DraftKings. Um, you know what's funny is I saw Liv odds posted online today. I don't know where they were at, if they're available where I go or not yet. Yeah, I mean, I... This would be the week with this field. We haven't gotten into it yet, but this would be the week. If Liv's going to draw some eyeballs, this would be the week. BMW International Open. Okay, there you go. Like, I don't think it's... I think it's a decent one. Like, it'd probably be, like, an equivalent to Colonial, maybe, here. Okay. Um, Like, not, not a major one, but a pretty good standing one. Did you watch any of that playoff, by the way, with him and Peters? I did not. So Hal Tong takes like this ultra aggressive line, or ended up being ultra aggressive. He clears the water by like a foot or two off the tee. Second shot gets over the water by a couple feet, and then almost rolls in again, but the rough held it up. So then, okay, he's got he's got two breaks. He skulls. He blades a chip, ends up fifty feet away, and then makes the fifty footer for birdie and. And uh, Peters, who played the whole traditionally, missed like a 10 to 15 footer on the edge. And he finally got off the driving range, too, right? He did, yeah. See, uh, somehow <laughs> finally he was able to find his way from San Francisco to Germany. But boy, for, you know, he had. I mean, he'd been treading up a little bit, but, you know, he had that brutal stretch uh, end of last year where he just missed a bunch of cups, a uh, bunch like of a... cuts. And then actually this year, let's see, he's. He was 12th at Sony. I forgot that. I think he had a lead after second day or first day. But then he had two other top top tens on the DP World Tour. So he's been playing better. But, um, hey, I mean, he's in the open now. I'm thrilled about that. And that is just a couple of weeks away. And uh, that is certainly one we're looking forward to as well. <laughs> yes. Probably a little more so than the one this week. Well, it's interesting, right? Uh, this is normally a week before the Open. This week, it's two weeks before the Open. Um, but it didn't seem to change the field much here. No, but, I mean, it's still... Uh, I hate it. It's not It's not good. Are we ready to take it to the John Deere Classic? Yes. Well, Skeeter, it is TPC Deer Run. It is uh, par 71. It's uh, it's in Silvis, Illinois, but we're right there in Quad Cities, isn't that right? Yeah, yeah. We're close about, to it. I'm about an hour and a half southeast of the Quad Cities. And it's par 71, 7,268 yards. We're going to see some birdies here, if I'm not mistaken. What is it that we're looking for here when we're talking statistics and what kind of player profiles to win here? So I actually got to, I actually played the course like two weeks, oh, no, I think it was 10 days after the final round last year. Um, they said they'd cut the rough. Uh, <laughs> I did not think they did because I thought it was pretty lush. But you know, just, <laughs> and, and as you know from golfing me a couple times, I have no problem finding the rough. Um, oh, we all do. Apparently, also from the last time I golfed with you, I still have no problem trying to take out the uh, beer girl. But um, but that's beside the point. Um, yeah, fairways are fairly generous. Greens have some slope, but they're nowhere as severe as you know we've seen at like the U.S. Open or in Canada or things like that. So. Basically, so your ball striking approach, opportunities, birdies. Um, I'm looking at par fours. Like, there's not there's not a par four range that's you know real dominant here, but there are eleven there are eleven of them, so that's worth looking at. Basically, it's going to be your wedges, short irons that you want to look at, and then a little bit of putting. But um, yeah, not a real strong field. Got worse kind of once once uh the the list came out Friday. From there, he had like 
Daniel Berger, Davis Riley, even like Kurt Kitayama, all withdrew. JJ Spawn withdrew. So, um, you know, with uh, with the Scottish Open being a, uh, a joint venture between the DP World Tour and PGA Tour next week, they were in Connecticut. Just a very easy uh, transition. Mm-hmm. You have live in Oregon, but I'm not sure how many of those golfers would have been playing here, even if live didn't exist. I believe there's also some sort of amateur events over in or somewhere over in Europe, the Irish open. I don't know who's in that field. So just leads the John Deere in a really tough spot where they just don't have, have the field, but we do have a field Skeeter. We, we do, do have a field. Yes. We're just going to have to get used to playing guys who are, a little higher salary than we are uh, accustomed to. Are we ready to get into this field? Yes, and very unique for the first two tiers. Yeah, no doubt about it. And as you said, we'll start right there. It's the 10K plus tier. No plus this time around. Just four players. It starts at the top with Webb Simpson at 10-6. Adam Hadwin, 10-4. Sahith Agala is 10-1. Jason Day is 10K even. Skeeter, what are you, what are you doing up here? Um... I guess it's going to be Webb. I mean, he's at least been trending well. I don't think he's played here, or at least or if he has, it's been a long time, because I do not remember seeing Webb Simpson popping up at the John Deere. Um, let me look here. Yeah, he doesn't have a history that I can see. Maybe he's, maybe he played in his younger days, but... No, the ball striking is there, the approaches are a good par 5 player. He's just the most consistent player. And when you think, you know... I know it's a little bit longer than some of those courses in the southeast, but probably has that kind of similar design, you know, 15, 20 under, potentially wins. Um, 10-6 is not a is not a prohibitive price. Um, I think I just trust him. You know, I think he's the best class player here and is, trendy, is starting to play better. So maybe he finally puts it all together this week and wins. I don't know what I'm doing up top here. I have trouble going to Webb. I'm, I think Adam Hadwin's my favorite play here. Yeah. But I also don't think I'm going to be heavily invested in the 10K tier. Okay. Um, been a while since Hadwin played here, but he played well here. In 8th in 2016 and 18th in 2015, Adam Hadwin's been playing really good golf lately. Um, so I'm not in love with it. I don't know how often I use it. I like Webb. Look, look face it. on our In our fantasy league last year, these top two guys were on my team last year. Both of them were. So I like both of these players. I'll go Hadwin. Yeah, he's my second. Uh, rates really well in birdies, opportunities gained, par five and par four strokes gained. That's exactly what you want. Putter's kind of been a little bit disappointing from over the past 36 rounds, which is weird. But everything else kind of fits. And yeah, I think he, he's my second. And that's about it for me. Uh, Webb's my second. Um, I want to play Thigali, but coming off of the heartbreak last week, given the fact that, uh, you know, he played well at the Memorial and then did not play well the following week. Um, he did play well at Valspar way back in March and then followed up with a decent, uh, decent finish at Punta Cana. But I wonder how much scar tissue we're ripping off after that double bogey on 18 for Thigali. So um, I guess I'm going to go with Webb as my number two here. For what it's worth, because remember, he kind of did something similar at Phoenix, where he had, you know... By the way, that's a that's a one for next year. When we uh, start looking at Phoenix and Travelers, there must be some sort of correlation, because look at Xander. <laughs> Xander has played well at Phoenix, won yesterday. Cantlay was in a playoff there this year. And Bubba? Lost to, yeah, Bubba. Um, he plays both well. 
Ches Reeve has uh has a loss of playoff and Phoenix has won at Travelers. Martin Laird was popping up out of nowhere. Like we're of course I didn't use him in our league, because why would I? Um that worked out great. But there there is that, that was a, Kucher, I think's played well at both. So it's just a weird, you know, Spieth has played well. So it's just a and They're weird... both TPCs, for what it's worth, as is this one we're talking about this week. Right, but you know, I don't know. So there must be something along the lines to... Tra- I mean, both have the drivable power four that could cause issue if you go left. So I don't mm-hmm. know, but there's, there is a weird correlation, I guess. And, you know, so that's something to keep in mind. Who are you fading in this tier? Oh, sorry, only... before... Yeah, well, it's Jason Day, but before I get that, the, my, my argument for Thigala is when he oh. fin- when he blew at Phoenix, he was third. He played the Genesis the next week and finished 48th. I think the problem here, though, is Thigala's probably in the sevens that week. He's 10-1 here. That's a, you know, that's a tough ask. Yeah, um, and I'm with you. Day is my fade as well. I I don't know if I'll get to Thigala, but Day is my fade. Um, he's just not playing very good, and I don't think he's got a course history here either, so... Um, I'm not paying that price for Jason Day. No way in heck. No. Let's go to 9Ks where the oddities continue. There's only four players in the 9K tier. Denny McCarthy is 9,900. Mav McNeely is 95. Charles Howe III is 93. Christian Bezadenhut, 9,100. What are you doing here? Pass. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, and yes, and, I... I and I realized McCarthy coming off the fifth and Memorial Seven in the U.S. Open probably was due for a little bit of letdown last week at Travelers. I get that. He may be, be I mean, I'm not using him. Howell has a decent history here. Zayn Houts, I mean, this tournament has produced first-time winners and winners who at least have some, you know, there's very few winners where you go back and say, oh, how in the world did, did they win? Like, these tend to be decent golfers. So I think Thigala fits that narrative. McNeely potentially as well, but this is the thing, like, is there a difference between these guys and some of the guys in the eights? And is it that much more to go up to Hadwin and especially Webb, who's probably a little more established? I don't think so. So I know we're supposed to give a favorite play in the 9K tier. I don't have one. I am passing on this entire tier. I'll use Bezayden. I'll not only use him in our league, but I'll use him here. And I might sprinkle in some McCarthy and some McNeely as well. Um, honestly, um, Hal is the one that I may avoid uh, just because I worry that there could be massive ownership with, with a good history. And I know he's been a popular player in the past. Whether or not he still is, I don't know. Now, early on a Monday night, he is the quote-unquote most popular in this okay. 9K, but he's at 13%. So, I mean... Not I, prohibitive. I don't think people are going to really want to line up to play the nines. Um, so, I mean, I, playing playing two of them in a lineup would make you very unique. Playing three of them will certainly make you unique. Um, but the only thing with Howell is he is third and birdies are better over the past, um, past 36 rounds. Good ball striker, good par four player. So that would be the only thing bad with the wedges, though, in the... Uh, and then short irons over that time. So kind of a weird stat correlation. Are we ready to go to the eight case? This might be the shortest time we've ever spent in a tier, but yes. But I agree. I mean, there's only four players. It's crazy. Um, all right, we'll go to the eight case where we have plenty, a plethora of choices here. Scott Stallings, 89, Patrick Rogers, 88, Nick Hardy, 87, Adam Long, 86, Brendan Todd is 85, Cam Davis, 84. Lucas Glover, 83. Lonto Griffin, 82. C.T. Pan, 81. Cam Champ, 8K. 
JT Post in 8K. Skeeter, where are you going? Who's your favorite playing this tier? Okay, so obviously at this point we've kind of figured out that this is just not a great uh, tournament or a great field. So at some point I need I want to take some upside. I've made one bet. I got him at 60 to 1. He's 55 on my book when I'm showing you. said he's 66 to 1 where you're yeah. going. I mean, this is this is boom busts, but Cam Champ at 8K has winning upside. We've seen him pop from time to time. Good par 5 player, good ball striker, not good with the short irons. Like, over 36 rounds, not good. Um, Kind of the, the 12 rounds, he's okay. 36, he's okay. Not great short term. But one of the weird correlations, if you think about John Deere, these are uneven fairways. Um, playing their left, and I, I can't hit from normal fairways, let alone these. But um, <laughs> actually, I played well there, except nine eighteen, where I forgot how to play golf and decided to dribble the ball up the hole last year. I played, and that just made me irate. But um, at least nobody at the clubhouse was looking. Well, yeah, I'm not relevant enough for them to care about that one. And yes, I did deposit a ball on eighteen in the pond, so you know, it's swimming down there. But when we think about you know other courses that have uneven fairways where you just can't get an even line. One of them is Augusta. Mm-hmm. And when we've seen Zach Johnson win there, Spieth win there, Cam Champ, for whatever reason, it doesn't matter his form, has played Augusta National very well. And then even when you look at the course history here for him at the Deer, he's only played twice, I believe. He missed the cut in his first attempt, and it was 11th last year. At 8K, I think you have to take some risks this week, but he at least has winning upside. He could also finish seven over and, you know, completely kill your lineups. But I think at some point he's he's one I'm willing to take a chance on just because of the strength of the field. I like the bet number. I don't know how uh, many times I will use him in DraftKings lineups, but I like that bet number. I'll probably pencil him in on the bet slip. What about Patrick Rogers? Is he going to be insanely, uh, insanely popular? I would see. Um, he I mean, he's is, my favorite play in this tier. I don't know. popularity. Th- yeah, he's top three in this tier, and I mean, he's played well here. He he blew the lead the year Bryson won. Bryson got his first win here, and he's been playing pretty good as well. On top of the fact that he's got a good course history here, so I think I'll I'll have to find some uh, some other ways to be unique. But Patrick Rogers has got to be my favorite play in this tier. Yeah, I mean, he, he has good form. He has a good history here. Let me pull up his uh, 36 rounds. Yeah, he's fifth in my model. Good par four, good, good par five, good ball striker, good opportunities. I mean, he rates out well across everything. Um, I, you know, I just chalky Patrick Rogers never sounds like a good idea <laughs> to me. So I get you here. If you go away from champ, or if you use multiple players, which I think you're going to use multiple players in this tier, where else are you going? Yeah, well, uh, this is not going to be a, this is not going to be a sneaky play, and again, we have to get used to um, paying up for some players we're not used to playing, like Ian I hope for Scott Stallings, but 5th in approach, 10th in approximately 150 to 175, he rates well in everything except putting, which is not great, but when I look at his history, 55th last year, but he has, two, he has an 18th and a 16th and he's got a fifth in 2017, so he's made four of his past five cuts, with three of them being top 20s, one of them being a, a fifth. 8900 is a is a high price for him. 
if he gets his putter to somewhat behave, I think he could be okay. And, you know, I think he might be, while he's popular right now, initial looks, I almost wonder if people are just going to get to, you know, Wednesday night, like, are we really paying this much for him? No. And then maybe he comes at a little lower owned. I guess, I guess I'm going Brennan Todd again. Um, I'm hopeful that after a very bad blip last week, he had been good to me uh, in the courses where I had turned to him. He had finished third at Schwab, 13th at the Canadian Open. Missed the cut last week, but he missed the cut at minus one. What was the cut number? Minus two or minus three? I mean, he was right there. It was two. He doesn't have a great course history here, but as you talked about Webb Simpson here, which, by the way, last time out, Todd was, Brendan Todd was 18th? Yeah, 18th a few years ago. This kind of feels like a place that Brennan Todd would be able to thrive. So I'm going to go out on a limb. Maybe maybe he's not as high owned because of a poor course history for the most part. Brennan Todd at 8,500, I guess, is where I'm planting my flag from a number two. Yeah, I don't have any interest in him. I mean, what you say makes sense. I mean, he, I mean we saw him win a couple of fall swing events like, a couple of years ago, and this kind of fits that mold. So I see it just not for me. Um, a couple other guys I'm, I have interest in. Cam Davis at 8,400 rates out really well. He hasn't been spectacular recently, and his course history isn't great. Uh, Nick Hardy's been playing well, but 8,700. Might be a little bit of pressure, too. He did go to the University of Illinois, so I don't know what that does for him. Um, and then, yeah, basically this lower 8K tier, Lonto, CT Pan, JT Poston, all... All right, well, posted played really well last week. Uh, I think had a rough, had struggled a little bit on Friday, Saturday, but good Sunday, good Thursday. I think he's in play as well. Who are you fading out of this group? I'm actually, well, I'm actually fading your boy Brennan Todd. Um, okay. Just outside of putting, putting and par four strokes game just just does not rate out very well in anything else for me and. His form is okay, but not nothing I really want to pay 8500 for, so I will pass. 8200 doesn't seem like too much for Lonto Griffin, but missed the, the last two cuts. Got to go back to Wells Fargo at the beginning of May before, when he was playing good, and he had a couple of top 20s there. But it's been a while. He doesn't play this course particularly well either. So for me, Lonto Griffin, I will be passing on. You know what? Okay. you. Yeah, I just, I just took a quick little look at him. Um yeah, not really. Off the tee has been bad for him, which isn't, I mean, rough here. Well, I thought it was terrible. Rough probably for PGA Tour pros or not. They don't think it's as bad. You know, they might have grown it up. I have heard that rumor a little bit, so. So, yeah. Yeah, I he will be off my list. Pay and post and champ I like better in that range. Shall we go to 7K? Oh, yes, and this, this could be a fun range for us. It's going to be something. If it's going to be fun, um, I don't know. Let me know. It's going to be something. Skeeter, we got a whole bunch of choices. Is there anybody that stands out as somebody you got to get after here? Well, I mean, he plays every year. He's on the board of directors every you know for this tournament. He makes a cut every year. I realize his form, not great, but I have a rule. I'm playing Zach Johnson every single year at the John Deere Classic. Uh, it was he had horrible travelers last week, but 23rd at Schwab. His course history is probably the reason why here I'm playing. He's just comfortable here as a uh, as a former winner. He's got a ton of top fives here. 
His worst finish since 2013 was 37th. Granted, his second worst finish is 34th, which has been in the past two years. But he's not 9K anymore. He's in the sevens. Mm-hmm. So at that price, at 7,200 for Zach Johnson with a great course history, and this is his home course, he will get a lot of attention, but I, but I think he's comfortable here, and this is going to be a pure course history play. I might go with a good course history play at the top, too. I'm going to go Adam Shank. Um, his course history here has is, is been very good as of lately. Fourth and sixth his last two times out here, too, and he missed the cut the previous time. But So the last two, sixth and fourth, Adam Shank has been decent as of late as well. At 7,700, he missed the cut at Travelers. But was 24th at the U.S. Open, 26th at the Memorial. So two decent showings before he missed the cut even par at Travelers. I like Adam Shank here at 7,700. It seems like a really good price for a guy who's had two consecutive top tens here. Yeah, um, doesn't do anything spectacular. Good with his wedges, but everything else pretty solid outside of his short irons, which is a weird correlation. Good with wedges, not with short irons. But everything else is pretty solid across the board. So with the back-to-back top tens here in semi-decent form, um, yeah, I don't hate it, 7,700. Any other uh, names that are popping out to you there that you got to get in your lineups? I mean, I might play Steve Strickers because, again, he's won here three times. And he's a, from Wisconsin. This is his home tournament. Um, I'm sure I will have a lineup where I will make sure I play Stricker and Zach Johnson together. That's just that's just beautiful. I mean, that's just me. But other guys who at least have piqued my interest a little bit, Johnny Ha. Um, he is actually second in my model. First in opportunities, 10th in birdies are better. Second in a short iron range, like, he rates out well and everything, he's, like, average par 5 and putting, but that works, as Venson kind of can pop here or there a little bit, but he might get a little too much attention, uh, Grillo had been playing well, missed last week, might be willing to go back to him, and then Nick Taylor rates out really well for me, ball striking approach, good par 5, good short irons, I Nick Taylor, has he played here? I'm assuming he has. I yeah, thought he, so. Yeah, three straight. I mean, he missed the first cut the first three times he played, but then 23, 3rd, 34th, again at 7,500. Not the worst one. I have some other guys lower, but I'll hold off on them. Ches Revy. This seems like a Ches course, a little bit, not incredibly long. Um, up at 7,900, he strikes my interest. He's been playing decent as well. Was 8th at Travelers, 27th at Schwab. Missed the cut at Byron Nelson, uh, but was 15th and 13th the previous two outings, going back to going back to May, but still. Um, Kevin Streelman, like not often am I going to go, he's just a better golfer than the rest of the field. He's a better golfer than a lot of these guys, and at 7,900, Streelman's course history here isn't immaculate or anything like that, but at a place he plays well, he came through last week. Kevin Strillman's finished seventh here before. Um, so Kevin Strillman seems like 7,900, uh, especially if I get him without a whole lot of price uh, or our ownership would be good. I'll go back to Honorbaum Lahiri, dude, as well. Um, it might be time to get away. Let me go back to Strillman for one second. Um, yeah, yeah. I think he's from the northwest suburb of Chicago, so he is an Illinois guy, and um, he's not going to be very popular. Okay, yeah, so I like him there. Uh, I might go back to Lahiri. I may or may not, but those were the names at the top you had bypassed that I had interest in. Okay. Uh, down below, Lipsky rates out really well. Not, not putting, not short irons, but everything else. Really good birdie. Birdie or better guy, opportunities gain guy, which is what I want to see. I can see Chris Goddard getting a lot of attention because people have been using him. And He's on my list. 
I mean, he rates out really well in a short sample size across all categories. Uh, Tyler Duncan, I used him a few weeks ago somewhere. I feel like he burned me. I don't remember where I used him, but he still rates out well. And then, and then I, I'm not going to steal. There's, I know there's a guy that you've that you, you're going to bet, and I'm going to bet him as well. But I won't mention him. Uh, Ryan Moore, he's kind of starting to find a little bit of form. He's made four cuts in a row, which I know isn't great, but the approach numbers have been there. Off the tee has been, eh. but. Former winner here at John Deere, second last year, and I don't think he was in good form coming in last year. I mean, he's just played this course really well. Former mm-hmm. winner, seventy-two hundred. You know, I'm pro- he's probably another guy I'm just going to play every year. So I know you bypassed Scotty Brown. I am yes. most certainly interested in him. I've found him at two hundred to one. I'll be making that play tonight. Yeah, um, his course history here is just off the hook. Like I don't know how you get away from it. I hope I get him at 200 or better. Um, no, I mean, he rates out really, he's number one birdies or better past 36 rounds, which I'm assuming some of that comes from last year's John Deere. But, um, mm-hmm. but again, I think at this point you have to find some, you know, you have to give some reason to find a reason for somebody. And he, I can see it. Ryan armor interests me. Um, I'll play Charlie Hoffman. Matt Wallace. Did we mention him? I think Matt Wallace and uh, Hank Lebioda are the other two guys down here at the bottom that I'm interested in. I'm not going to be on Matt Wallace. I think I was with you a couple weeks ago on him, but no. Um, I mean, I've always said, you know, I've been saying this year, summertime is... Uh, Hammer is, and Hank time. Yeah. Oh, Scott Brown for me is 130 to 1, but Ryan Moore is 130 to 1. I am putting some money on Moore. I don't hate that. Yeah, when I saw 200 to 1 on Scott Brown, I bet you that number drops tomorrow. Hopefully it's still there when I get there this evening. I hope it is for your sake, too, because uh, it's long gone for me. <laughs> I don't know if I have any more 7K guys in the positive. Sam, is Ry- there- Sam Ryder pops up a little statistically for me, but again, I don't know. Do you have a fade for me? Yeah, I'm going to fade another former champion here, Dylan Fratelli. Um, he just does not rate out very well. Had been making some cuts, but Miss a Travelers, 61st at Canada, 69th at Byron Nelson, 35th at Schwab, 66th at Heritage. Like, he's making cuts, but he's just not doing anything with them. And i just not ready to go back to him. I don't have a hardcore fade. I'll fade Patton Kazire here. He's been missing cuts or finishing just at the bottom of the field. This seems like a tournament where Patton Kazire would be a uh, a good bet for maybe a top 30, but um, just not playing so good right now. So I will fade him. He's played good here before. Yeah, it's, not in the, it's not in the south. That's usually uh, – Kazire is usually pretty good in the, south, in the southeast or even Texas. Are we ready to go to 6K? <laughs> sure. Are we going to 6K? Yes. Well, you say yes. I'd like to know where it is that you're going. Not many spots, but um, one guy who's starting to kind of show a little bit of form is Robert Streb. Greg's, okay, by form in 6 case, I mean making two cuts in a row. But sure. 53rd at Canada, 35th at Travelers. Good off the tee. Um, approach is better last week. Around the green hasn't been great, but I don't think you really have to rely on around the green here at John Deere if you are. 
you're probably not seeing the uh, the weekend. His history here. Uh, not good. His missed four of the past <laughs> five cuts, and one cut he made was 74th. That's probably why he's down here, though. But stat-wise, I don't mind looking at him. Chase Seifert uh, rates out decent for me as well, stat-wise, at 6,700. Tenth in opportunities, gain eighth par four, top 25 ball striking and approach. No real negative putting, slight issue, but um, missing the U.S. Open, 26 at Canada, 46 at Wells Fargo. Like, he at least will give you a top 50 if he, if he makes it cuts. Uh, granted, he's got to make the cut for that, but um, 6,700, I don't mind that. I think those are the only two players I have any interest in. I'm interested in Callum Tarrant. Um, we saw him on the leaderboard at the U.S. Open. He is qualifying. I read earlier this morning he's qualifying for the Open Championship. So I'm eyeing him for a withdrawal. But if he shows up to this tournament, uh, I will have interest in him wait, at wait, wait, 60. Wait, wait, he's in final qualifying for the Open? I thought I read that today. I mean, I was you know taking in a whole lot of info. So I thought I read that, yes. Like in, uh, yeah, whatever qualifying what's going on today one of the spots is he really gonna do, play tomorrow tomorrow tuesday i mean grant i guess he'll he'll get a few hours on the uh coming across the pond but is he really gonna fly from open qualifying to play the john deer i mean he's in the field as of now i'm keeping my eyes on him because of that um but you're right i mean obviously uh you know i'm i'm gonna be making sure on a wednesday night that i know whether or not he's in there um so that's that's one of the names that struck me uh, how about some David Lingmurth? His course history here is not great, but he was 49th at the U.S. Open. He missed the cut at the Canadian, but he was 48th at the Memorial. He was 46th at Wells Fargo. David Lingmurth at 6,600 in this field seems like, I don't know if I want to say a misprice because his course history is not great. And it's not like he's a superstar, but this man's won on tour before. Yeah, I think he showed up a little bit stats, but I did I didn't want to go there, so I I get it. Um, maybe the, so. Back to Callum Terran, he's 172nd FedEx Cup points, so maybe he's looking at this, you know, hey, I'm kind of close enough. I need to try to tour card, yeah. Even though hopefully he's got the funding to. <laughs> well, he's from England, so maybe it's a maybe he's got some sort of deal or some sort of connection there. But um, yeah, I could see I could see that. Um. There's really nobody else. Now, now, James, I know you pretty well, or at least I feel like I know you very well. Um, is there a 6K golfer you would like to mention? At 6K, a guy we haven't had a chance to talk about very much lately. Yeah, Boo Weekly. Will I have a Boo Weekly lineup? Yeah, probably. I love <laughs> me some Boo Weekly. Nobody rides a driver down the fairway like a horse like Boo Weekly. Well, I mean, I mean, there's some decent fishing in Illinois too. So if he misses the cut, yeah, I mean, you can uh, you can find some uh, local hotspots for that. Names I like that I wouldn't necessarily have any reason to promote. Ben Crane, he is an old favorite of mine who is in this field. I won't be using him, but you know, uh, Johnson Wagner, an old favorite of mine oh, who's yeah. in this field, um, down at 6100. I probably won't be using as uh, either. Um, there are some interesting names when you go like, man, what, these guys weren't that weren't that bad that long ago. Richie Wierenski won on tour not that long ago. Well, a year and a half ago. Or came in second. I'm not sure if he won or came in second. But so I do not remember that win, but that wouldn't mean that. Wouldn't mean that. I, it was an alternate event. He, maybe he did end up finishing second, but 
Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, this looks like a Brian Gay course, but am I going to play a guy who just played in the U.S. Senior Open? I don't know. I know you are. You're going to play Steve Stricker. Are any of these names worth uh, worth me even thinking about? Not for me. I mean, I mean, what about your guy Silver Sabs? Real Rory. I saw that. He's had a few moments of uh, bliss here at this tournament, so I would certainly consider him. I mean, if we're talking about, uh, you know, a, a, a name that I like, he certainly fits the bill. I mean, where's Jim Herman at? He's got to be in this field, right? I thought he was. I thought he was too, but I don't see him. Uh, so at this point, I can't promote him if I don't see him. Huh. Um, two other guys potentially that, again, these are just reaches. James Hahn at 6,900. His past two tournaments have been awful, but he was ninth at Wells Fargo, ninth at Byron Nelson. Like, and he's been, I mean, he hasn't done much this year, but he's, and he's got two top tens. I'm not sure you can find anybody else in this field in in the six that have two top tens. Snedeker, I'm not playing him, but you know he's also he's 170th in FedEx Cup points, so he could be one. And Hayden Buckley, you know he got some attention after his good U.S. Open performance. That's right. 43rd at Travelers last week. Um, it was around the green. I kind of got him, but for a guy, for a young guy riding with a little bit of form, he's not going to jump out statistically. But 6900, good past two tournaments. I don't hate Hayden Buckley. I'm not sure how much I'm getting into the 6K tier, if no. I'm being really honest. Uh, Vincent Whaley and Grayson Murray were two other names I looked at, but I just, I'm, I'm like, is this really what I'm like? When when there's nothing at the top that's driving me to spend all my money, I, I just don't know if I'm getting to the 6Ks. We'll see how we'll see how much my strategy with leaving money on the table uh, plays out this week too. Yeah, I mean, I, I told you pre-show I built a lineup of 2,600 remaining, but. Uh, not you know, it was basically all the John Deere legends, Webb Simpson and Cam Champ. So um, I'm probably not going to play that one, but we'll mix in some combinations. That's okay for a dollar. Yeah, I, that brings up a good point. Like this is, I think there's one. I mean, obviously there's three approaches you can take every week. You can go heavy. You can play normal. You can play light. This feels like a week that you could play light. Um, mm-hmm. especially with the, you know, the Irish open, the live tour, like that's probably draw some more attention potentially, but this might also that, but the, all those reasons might be exactly why, you know, if you have a, if you have confidence, maybe, maybe play a little bit more than you're used to, or at least, you know, I mean, within your reason means, of course, but always, but you know, this might be a week to be aggressive just because I don't know how many people are going to be sitting here. Wednesday night, spending three hours grinding down their John Deere classic lineups. I think people might be thinking about the Scottish Open or even the Open at this point already. Or with the 4th of July weekend coming up. Like, Thinking about like, nothing, yeah. Like, you know what? This is not a week for me. So that could actually make things tougher because all the diehards, like you and I are playing this, but, you know, is, is casual person playing it? I don't know. I mean, there is no more NBA NHL. So, you know, I think we're basically down to golf, WNBA, and MLB. So... Might be itching for people. Might be itching for a little something to try here. It'll be interesting to see. I don't know. Maybe there'll be a bunch of lineups based on hot dog eating contests. Oh, Wimbledon's going on too. So I guess we, you know, that'll probably get, get some attention. But yeah, it's just it's an interesting theory that you know this this could be a week to be a little more aggressive if you have the desire. But it's also, uh, you know, I love the John Deere Classic. Don't get me wrong, but I get if this is a week off. This is just not a uh, real strong field. 
Are we ready to take that final conversation piece for the evening? Yes. One and done, bro. Uh, if I picked a good golfer once, I don't remember it. Um, <laughs> gosh, who did I pick last week? I've, I legitimately have already forgotten who I picked. I know it wasn't a good choice. Um, you had Cantley, who was a good choice until really towards right there towards the end. Oh, I used Scheffler last week, which wasn't terrible, but to get 159K from Scheffler actually is terrible given the torrid pace he's been on this season. Yeah, yeah. So what are you doing with this field? Um, here's the problem is that let me let me sort this by availability. Um, I'm the wrong way. They're all very available. Yes, the the Matt McNeely has been used the most at twenty eight percent. That should just tell you something. Like, people are. I mean, I think the default pick here is going to be Webb Simpson. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have some Thigala. Hadwin, I think, will be popular too. For me, what it's you know, what it's going to come down to is, I'm either going to go Webb Simpson because well, I'm a 123rd place. You know, this, you know, this feels like it's you know a chance just to kind of write you know play the chalk. I'm up there enough, not really rock the boat. Or I look and say, you know what, if everybody's going to play Webb. Here's a chance for me to get a little bit different, and I'm willing to take a zero if Cam Champ, uh, you know, has a bad week. So, I th- for me, it's between Simpson and Champ. I'll probably kind of figure this out Wednesday more, but that's kind of what I'm thinking. I like the idea of going for it. Um, I think I do, too. I, I'm in 3,376th place. You play whoever the heck you want. I played Charlie Hoffman. <laughs> When else am I going to use them? I'm using them. Screw it. Like, literally, at this point, just whatever. Yes, yes. <laughs> if I get crazy hot with these ridiculous picks, we'll come back and revisit that in a, in a little while. Right. You're at the point you might as well have fun with it. That's correct. I've spent my $125. It's time to enjoy it. What would I enjoy more than rooting on Charlie Hoffman to get me into the 2000s? That's right. There you have it. I mean, you would just go nuts because it's seagull season, so. That's correct, and you can rest assured that will be one of the bets I'm making this evening as well. So him and As Ruben, we always do. It's not always a full Monty bet, but, you know, if uh, it's, he's going, there's always paper on the seagull. ABC, we know this. Too bad you can't bet an exact a him and a boo weekly. <laughs> I, I'm like, one, one part of me says any book would take that because it's so preposterous, and then I'm like, you know what, actually, I don't know if any bet book would want to take that. Because it's so preposterous, is it worth my ten dollars to risk 10. the fact that that whatever I would throw on it? You know, I'd have buck to box on it. That. It's like you know, whatever. No, I'd, I'd have to box it. So at least two bucks. Oh yes, is, yes, sorry. Is it worth that money for the ten thousand to one payout that it would have to be? How about some uh, European books would uh, book you on that? Because don't they book almost anything? There are some, yes. I, uh, I mean, I know Rory's dad had a bet on him to win the Open by the time he turned 25, and I think he won it when he was 24 to cash that bet. Yeah. So not only did he have him to bet it, but he had to bet it before he was 25. So, yeah, I know there's books out there that will take that stuff. Uh, not here in the Midwest, Skeeter. Yeah, as I say, I don't think we're really uh, there yet. Um, there's something else I was going to bring Oh, if Boo Weekly and Charlie Hoffman are grouped together, are you uh, making a special trip to Illinois? 
I can't. I can't justify leaving town for work before the Fourth of July like that. Uh, I would love to say yes, um, but uh, there was plenty of grass to be cut today. I can't imagine that. Uh, but well, you know what? Let's see what happens. I never say never. I never say never. Final group on Sunday somehow. Oh, oh my God. Are you talking about the weekend? Yeah. Adios, Northern <laughs> Kentucky. I'm on my way. I thought you were talking about like a Thursday afternoon pairing. Yeah, dude. Like I, I could, I, yeah, I could be, yeah, I could throw away the, uh, well, we start to actually, you know what? We start the satellite radio show back up this weekend. Uh, oh. So Saturday morning, Sunday morning, I will be. So no, probably not. Well, probably well, you can always drive to my apartment and do the show, and we can always drive up. I will keep that in mind. If those two are potentially paired for a late Sunday tea time, <laughs> all bets are off. And all bets are on. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. You better find somebody else. <laughs> Wait a minute. Here. You're the somebody else, though. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. You are, you are the first, first person either one of us calls when we need somebody. All right, Anthony, uh, be on standby for the one million to one chance at the final group on Sunday, John Deere, Charlie Hoffman, and, and Boo Weekly. Now, come on. It could be the second or third to last group, and I'd still be very interested. Well, well yes. <laughs> Skeeter. Or, that or you would send me up to John Deere and just uh, live stream just that, that to you. Well, I'd be like, well, yeah, we'd have to be like FaceTiming or something, too, so that I could yell obnoxious stuff and you could just hold your phone up for me. Yeah, but you don't have iPhone. Um, go get one. <laughs> I'll get one. I have a I have a MacBook, dude. I'm oh, sure I have okay. a FaceTime on here. Okay, yeah. I just don't know how to use it. Cause I'm an idiot. <laughs> Skeeter, it's the fifth major of the year. That's right. What more would you like to say about this superior golf event? Um, you know, just you know, as as I've seen a couple people mention, I think you might mention it too. Someone's going to win this tournament. Someone's going to run a trip to the Masters next August or next April, and this tournament does have a tendency to reward first-time winners and guys who eventually become stars. So, you know, it'll, it'll be it'll it'll always be interesting. The back nine uh, has enough interesting holes to to make it fun, and you know, come Sunday afternoon, it will be the only golf tournament being played. So, and guess what? All the money, you know, if you're winning bets or whatever, or DFS at all, you know, doesn't matter if it's the Masters or the John Deere, you know, if you're a chance to make a profit, it's, yeah, uh, you're going to be into it just as much as you would be in any other tournament. So, give absolutely. Your, give yourself a chance and hopefully it works out come Sunday afternoon. I feel you, brother. Well, uh, I wish you the best of luck this week. I hope, uh, I hope I finally get that six of six. I feel like I, I feel like this is the tournament for me because I keep missing at the top and hitting my players at the bottom. Well, there is no one at the top, so maybe this is my week. There you go. <laughs> How about that for a rationale to go ahead and pump out ten lineups again this week anyway? Works for me. <laughs> Skeeter, best of luck to you this week, my friend. Same to you. Appreciate everybody listening. Good luck to all of you as well. For Skeeter Robinson, I am James Adams, and this has been the Fantastics My Fantasy Fix DFS Golf Podcast. <laughs>